Welcome, I'm Jane Robinson. Thank you for joining me for CTA's Focus on Leadership. My guest today is Jeff Clater. Jeff is Senior Pastor of Christ Memorial Lutheran Church in St. Louis, Missouri. A native of Minnesota, he has been a pastor in St. Louis since 2005. As a sixth-generation Lutheran pastor, he blogs at sixthgen.com. He is the author of Loved and Sent and Tales from Cabacona. Jeff and his wife, Bobby, have four children, Bella, Joshua, Emily, and Jacob. Jeff's ministry has taken him from camps and youth ministry to church planting, and today I've asked him to talk about the topic of church internships. Welcome, Jeff. Jane, good to be here today. I I love the insightful questions that you ask, and I'm happy to answer them today. Thank you. I am excited to talk with you today about church internships. In the business world, internships have been around for a long time. Today, college students hear the message that getting internships while they're in college puts them ahead in the hiring process once they graduate. I know the church internships you're involved with are a little bit different. Would you tell us about them? Yeah, Jane, sure. And maybe just by a word of preface, uh, there are certainly large, big megachurches that maybe have extensive intern programs. Uh, those listening today might be more of a, maybe there's some small churches or medium-sized churches, and I just want to kind of sympathize with you if you're in that, uh, that size congregation. Uh, what we're talking about is just intentional leadership development, and it doesn't have to be this extensive, high-caliber program. And so I just want to share kind of what today, I'll, I'll just kind of share what we've been doing, uh, hopefully in a just very transparent way, that it can feel accessible to you. That's so great. I'll tell you where we are today, or just within the last year, and it hasn't always been that way. We're kind of building toward this. But right now, this current academic year, we have five young people who are age 18 to 23, uh, and each of them are an intern in a different ministry in our church, and each of them report to a different staff person, so they each have like a supervisor or a, a mentor who's uh, in charge of them. Uh, and those areas of ministry would be like youth, children and family. We have an African ministry and a city campus ministry. And so the interns are all in those different corners of ministry. And again, they report to an individual like staff person and have kind of defined roles. And then once a month, I meet with them as a cohort, five of them, and we talk about we're reading a book together, we kind of do a check-in, how's it going, what are you learning, uh, we have lunch together. And so that's, that's kind of the basic structure of it, kind of week-to-week uh, -week stuff with a, in a corner of ministry, monthly cohort gatherings together. And um, we also pay them just a little stipend. So we have somebody in our church who has a heart for young leaders and gave some money that we're able to give each of them a little stipend to show them that we're serious about this and that they're valued. So that's kind of what it looks like currently uh, after a process of uh, a more formal intern program that we have today. Okay, that's great. Thank you. So can you just talk a little bit more about the why behind these internships and the goals that you're working toward? In general, the, the why is really an expression of a, of a culture, a value that we have, and that value is replication and, uh, well, maybe two values, replication and empowerment. So we want to replicate leaders. We don't want it just to have the same leaders year after year. And we also value empowering everybody to play their part in the ministry and the mission of God. And so internships do that 
uh, kind of hit those two values. In terms of more specific goals, I'd say number one, our first goal is just the person. So we want, uh, I'm, I'm going to pick a name. Uh, let's see, Amelia is one of our interns. Uh, the first goal is just that Amelia grows into the young woman and the Christian leader that God wants her to be. The goal is not to form an employee or future workforce. The goal is not organizational health. The goal is a person, first and foremost. So the whole experience is first and foremost for her to grow in Christ. Second, a second goal after the person would be it is kind of a farm league for leaders in our church that we give them a chance to do some things, to see ministry in a different way from a higher level. And whether they're 18 or 22, you know, maybe someday they become an elder or uh, they lead on the board of our church or something. We don't know what that will be, but at least we've got uh, a farm league. Uh, third, a, uh, an outcome that we're looking for is to send people. So some of these young people might go off to college and never come back to us, and we recognize that. We're not just trying to, to fill up our bench with our own young people, but we recognize Amelia is going to go somewhere else. And we want to build her up, uh, grow her up, so that she can be a significant part of a, of a church wherever she goes. And then finally, uh, this would be a final kind of lower on the totem pole goal, would be that some, some of these interns might be professional church workers someday. Uh, not most of them, but there may be a few who rise up, who get a picture of ministry, and maybe aspire to be a pastor or a youth leader. And so those are the, some, of, some of the more specific goals that, that we have in mind. Okay, great. I'm thinking about that age range you mentioned earlier, 18 to 23, and... I'm willing to bet there are people listening who may not have anybody 18 to 23 in their congregation. I wonder if you can address that. But then also, I know that even if you do have people 18 to 23 in your church, in some churches, it can be really hard to keep them and keep them involved. Do you think that doing something like this um, kind of becomes a magnet for more people in that age range? Yeah, so I would say, first of all, that 18 to 23 is arbitrary. Um, and even the word internship, we can use that very loosely. Okay. Uh, you may have a 12-year-old mm-hmm. that you want to give. I think the, the point is to give a specific role, to value it, and uh, to honor them in that role and, and let them uh, try a particular part of ministry. It could be a 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. It could be a 30-year-old. So you can name it what you want. Maybe intern, may, in your context, may not be the best term. But I think the, the point is an internship or whatever you call it, you can even call it a job, it values people. So one of our 18-year-olds is Addie. Um, when I call her an intern, when I talk about her in our church, uh, that values her. Our people say, look look at her and say, oh, that's, that's someone significant. She's... She's important, and she, we're, we're so glad that she is helping with our children and family ministry. And there, our, our older people are excited about that. And so I think by defining a role, whatever it is, and uh, bestowing that role on a younger person, it values them, honors them, and gives them a place in the Church. And I think that's the important takeaway, regardless of, of what you call it. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, great clarification. Thank you. So going back to the internship program you have, how did these get started? Um, We have done what I would call institutional internships for a number of years, and part, part of that's in our denomination. So our church is in a city where one of our denomination's seminaries is. So we've always had seminary field workers, students, um, vicars who are like intern pastors, uh, youth workers from our university system. So we've had kind of formal where it's part of their education. But then a few years ago, we started with just summer youth interns. We had one of the teenagers um, just be a, a an intern for three months over the summer and help with VBS, help with mission trips, help with a, a youth event. And that was kind of a pilot and helped, and uh, we were able to pour into some, some teenagers through that experience. Last year, I met a young man named Charles that I brought in as an intern and really then piloted maybe another level of that. And then that was a opportunity to really think more strategically about having really a school of interns, I call it. And that would lead to this current year where we have five. And it's just a more intentional and uh, focused experience for a handful of young people. So I can't help but ask, you've talked about this progression and it's gotten bigger and bolder. Are you planning something even bigger after the five? Oh, you're catching me off guard here. I've, I've, <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up, Jane. So um, I, hope, I, I hope to keep this going and, and next year maybe a similar handful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose if, it, if it, it could, I guess it's only limited by our, by our energy and ability to, to pair them with people. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. I love it. So, having done this, do you have advice for someone who'd want to start a similar program? Are there things that they should be sure to consider? I mean, would you, are there pitfalls that you can think of immediately that you could help them avoid? Yeah, I think, I think start, start simple, I would say. You know, don't mm-hmm. overthink creating a big program or a structure. Okay. When it gets down to it, it's people. And just identifying the right people or the right person and say, uh, we, want to, we want to invest in you. We value you. We think you can bless our church. And then after the person, then think about the, the, the program or the, the, the area of ministry that they would uh, serve in. So, uh, and then at that point, I'd just be clear on expectations, provide some direction on some tasks and say, here's the space. Um, I'm going to release you. We're going to check in, say, weekly or every other week, ask how it's going, and I think that's an important part of it. Um, but so is the, the discipling component. I would say our internships have kind of two sides to it. One is very tactical, so there are tasks. Um, Anna has to post certain social media posts for youth ministry. She has to uh, schedule youth readers for worship. Those are the tactical parts. But then there's also the the discipling part, the spiritual part. We're reading a book together, and we're talking about uh, Christian leadership together. And and so I would I don't just let it be a we need this work done, but mm-hmm. have it also be a, a spiritual growth opportunity. Okay. Well, thank you. We are going to take a short break here, and we'll be right back. I'm Jane Robinson, and this is CTA's Focus on Leadership podcast. I'm talking today with Jeff Clater about church internships. You want to see others grow in Jesus. So do we. 
As people call to help disciple others, we never want our efforts to fall flat, but we all have days where we feel like we're not making a difference. CTA's thought leaders, writers, and artists want to support the work you're doing. We've created a library of quick wins, big ideas, and ministry materials for every occasion, and they're all available to download or stream directly from our site. Focus on leadership podcasts like this one are archived at ctainc.com, and those archives are available only in the Advantage program. In addition to the exclusive digital library, the Advantage members get free shipping on every order and free product samples twice a year. You can see what it's like today. Visit ctainc.com and click on the Advantage, then download the free starter pack or sign up for 30 days free and access all the perks available to members. That's ctainc.com and click on The Advantage. Jeff, we've been talking about your internship program, and I'm wondering if you've seen unexpected outcomes of these internships. Yeah, and and that would be where God does something mm-hmm. in a young person that I didn't or couldn't have scripted. Um, so I'll give you an example. I've, two of our interns are um, African refugees. Uh, Mike and Charles came to the United States in, uh, in their teenage years. They're both 20 years old now. So they've been here maybe five years and uh, finished high school in the United States and learned English. And, and I'm just learning a lot from them culturally. In fact, we were... I was reading Luke chapter 2 with Charles. We're just reading the Bible together. And um, we're reading about the shepherds. And he said, oh, I did that. Oh. I said, did what? He's like, well, I was kind of like a shepherd. I, in, in Uganda, I, I took care of our family's cows. And we, I just followed them around in the countryside, you know, sleep with them at night, uh, wherever they went to find food. And so, like, I totally understand you know, what these shepherds' life is like. And I said, well, you need to teach me. We right. don't live in that kind of society. And so, you know, Charles and, and Mike, these two young men, are just teaching me. And in fact, they've one of the goals of their internship this year was to start a ministry to their peers, to young African uh, kids, teenagers. And they did that. And they've been doing it for three, four months now. On Sunday evenings, they, they gather 20 to 30 kids, wow. uh, play games, eat, uh, do a Bible study, and then play soccer. Uh-huh. And that has been so fun to watch. Um, they're doing something that I could never do. Mm-hmm. I don't have that station in life. I would never be able to, to do that. But um, in an internship and in a formalized uh, kind of ministry setting, we've just unleashed them to do what they can do. And that's been just energized me for ministry. That's very cool. If you could start over again, knowing what you know today, would you do it in the same way, or are there aspects you'd change? Boy, the, the only thing, not, not that everything is perfect, but I, I am okay with failure or missteps, or if things don't go exactly as planned, I am totally fine with that. So I, there's, there's nothing I would really say that I would do differently, but the, the only thing I would do differently would be to have started this earlier, namely a more intentional investment in young leaders. Um, I talked about it for a number of years and maybe did it kind of uh, along the way or organically, 
but to be more focused and intentional, actually see it as an important part of my ministry. I, I wish I would have started that earlier. Okay. That's wise advice. Are there any resources that you've found helpful and would recommend to our listeners? Um, Jesus, mm-hmm. the Gospels, Paul's epistles. Um, we've talked in another podcast about Paul talking about imitation, you know, imitate me, mm-hmm. he says. And so I just think looking through that lens, uh, looking at Scripture through that lens is always helpful and a good foundation. Um, if you're looking for more practical things for, like, a, a more formal intern program, I'd, I'd, I'd have a couple of things. One would be just, is there a church in your area that has a more defined intern program? And just, yeah, be, ask them for what they have. If they have some documents, job description things that they've used, or a template uh duties, things like that. Uh, okay. let Ask if they would share that. And then second, there, there have been groups, Christian organizations that have done this for years, like uh, college ministries like Young Life or InterVarsity. They have models of internships that they're really built on that, raising up young people to do ministry. And so I've gotten some of that from just in our own local setting, some Young Life um, templates. And uh, so I would just, in your area, if you've got organizations like that, just ask them for kind of the sketch of what they do. Okay, great. So if you could end this conversation by saying, oh, and one more thing, what would that one more thing be? The, the one more thing would be just to, uh, to do it, uh, to take a, take a little bit of a risk and find a young person and give them a spot on the team and let them go. Uh, I think we can think about it or talk about it or think that we have to have the program put together first and then go, but I've learned that just go and let the let the program follow. It's, uh, it's like a vine and a trellis. Let the vine go organically, and the trellis, you, you build along the way to catch up to the vine. And so the first thing is just to, just to do it. There are, there are people in your setting that are probably just waiting. They don't even know it. They're, they're waiting to be asked to do something. And uh, you just tap them on the shoulder and, and give it a try. It's a great picture. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff, for your time today. I am thankful to serve in Christ's kingdom alongside you, and I thank God for the gift you are to the church. And we thank you to all of our listeners. Remember, if you have suggestions for future Focus on Leadership podcasts, please email us at editor at ctainc.com. At CTA, we are partnering with you so that Christ's kingdom on earth is strengthened and expanded. May our Lord Jesus bless your day.